There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yes, yes. Welcome in to a special edition of the Tim McKernan Show. Questions from the audience. Uh, this broadcast slash podcast is taking place from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios and uh, less than 12 hours after Pat Maroon's double overtime game-winning Game 7 goal that propels the Blues to their fourth appearance in the conference finals since 1986 and their second in four years and many in St. Louis are experiencing elation. And I am certainly right there with many of you and fired up. So I, I'll certainly uh, do the standard uh, question and answer session, but I'm, I'm, I'm like many of you, I would imagine today, I'm on a limited amount of sleep. Some of you might have booze in your system still, which is wonderful. Um, and an attempt to... Um, convey properly my emotions on on not just what took place last night, what's taken place over the last four months, but from a from a larger picture perspective, why this phenomenon is unique to St. Louis. And actually, I think of the four major pro sports leagues in the North American uh, region that that you would, that you would say maybe one of just a handful can can compare. Um, and that is what has gone on with the St. Louis Blues and the fan base. I think that you would point to the obvious ones of 2004 with the Red Sox, 2016 with the Cubs, the whole world really, but certainly sports fans in North America are well aware of the curses of the Red Sox and the Cubs. We got to witness one of them coming to an end here in St. Louis in 2004 and saw what the Cubs were able to do in 2016. And it, it wasn't just the fact that they hadn't won in a long time. It was the manner with which they had lost that added to the lore. The Blues have that in common with the Cubs and the Red Sox. The difference, however, is that for Blues fans, they've never seen a championship. And they haven't even been back to the Stanley Cup Finals uh, since their third year. And so there was a, a post on the TMA fan page. Um, and I can't recall what, what, it, what led to it. Uh, it was from Alvin Mack, who is a great guy. I mean, like, you know, I mean, as good of a kind. Uh, who we're lucky to have as a listener of, of the radio program. And he asked a question. It was right after game five, and the Blues had lost that game. Um, in really a disappointing manner, they were getting booed a little bit at the end of the first period, got booed a lot at the end of the second period, and they were starting to get booed in the third period after yet another just lackluster, and that's being kind, power play. And I think that's why fans were really booing because it was a power play and it looked like Dallas was on the power play. And I had listed 
a statistic that was, you know, really odd. And that is that the Blues had hosted Game 5 with the series tied at 2 uh, in 2013 against the Kings, 2014 against the Blackhawks, 2015 against the Wild, 2016 against the Sharks, and now 2019 against the Stars, and in every single game they lost. And then what would follow in 13, 14, 15, and 16 was a loss to end the series on the road in Game 6, many times on Sunday afternoons. And so there was this period on... Friday night, Saturday, and then leading into Sunday, in which understandably, especially when people were presented with that that data, that people were at a loss. Um, because not only had the franchise never won, but, you know, you got to go back to, um, you know, 86 when you start counting off at that time Campbell Conference final and then 01 and 16, but in all these great teams and all these years, only three times since 86 uh, have they gotten to the final four and in each one of those lost that fans just start going, God, I thought this was the year. And then they have a chance to go up three, two at home. It's essentially a best of three. And not only do they lose, but they play that kind of game. You know, I was looking at tickets to go to that game. And, you know, I, I might be, I maybe I'm looking in the wrong place or I'm not playing the market right. But if you wanted to sit in the lower bowl, it was going to cost you at least $500 to go to that game. Now that's on, that's on StubHub, but you know, the blues, it's not like the blues have all these tickets available. So that's the secondary market is where you're going to go. And so I was looking at it for me and my wife and I'm like, man, that's, you know, that's just not where I am. I mean, we talk about Mark Hanna being a sponsor of the program, Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Well, I, I, I manage my money a little bit differently these days and I'm not I'm not in a spot where I'm going, yeah, why not? Six hundred bucks for me and Anna Marie to go to the game. So when people got frustrated that people were booing, which I personally wouldn't have done, I didn't isolate it to it's wrong to boo the home team. I didn't isolate it to this team was in last place at the start of twenty nineteen, the year, not the season. And now they're six wins into the Stanley Cup playoffs. I understand it if people would. And again, I personally wouldn't have booed, but I would not have been outraged had I been there and people started booing. First off, as I made reference to, it was incredibly expensive to go to that game. And I'm sure there are a lot of people who spent a lot of money to be there thinking it's Friday night, this is the year, this is going to be different. This is the best team in hockey since the start of January 2019. And I'm willing to invest, not just emotionally, of course, but financially. And then this is what we're getting? A power play that looks like a penalty kill? Again and again and again and again? And I spent 500, 600, maybe 1,000 plus, if brought more than one person. And that's where the frustration comes from, short term. But let's talk bigger picture because that's what this is about. That's what this is about on the bad side, and that's what this is about on the good side. Now, when I'm talking about 2013, 14, 15, 16, if you want to go to losing to Nashville in the second round in 17, they were down 3-1 when they won game five in St. Louis then, but lost in game six, so it wasn't a 2-2 deal, but lost that series. And then again in 2019, 
We're just starting with six years ago. So we're not even getting into take your pick of whichever horror story you want to go to with 2003 and the Blues believing that that might be the year because a lot, just like this year, a lot of the top teams got knocked out in the first round. The Blues are up 3-1 on the Canucks and then they all get sick. I was on that flight. I didn't get sick. As you can imagine, they don't have me sit back with the players. But they all got sick uh, in Vancouver, and they wound up blowing that 3-1 series lead. They lose. It sets the stage for Quenville's firing the next year. And then he goes on and wins a bunch of cups. 2002, Pronger gets hurt against that great Red Wings team. 2001, they get to the Western Conference Finals. Peter Forsberg has an emergency appendectomy. Right before the series is about to start, you're going, oh, my God, it's going to happen. And then they lose the first two on the road in, in Colorado, and you're going, oh, my God. And, yeah, they got game three in St. Louis in overtime, but then Colorado wins in four, and then they win in the series in, in overtime in five, and that's that. Or 2000, when they win the President's Trophy. And you've got Pronger, and you've got McInnes, and you think maybe you've got a goaltender, and then Owen Nolan blasts a puck by Roman Turk from outside the building, and the Blues lose to the eighth seed Sharks. And even then, we haven't even gotten into the 90s or the 80s or the 70s or the 60s. And so there is a difference between the Blues fan experience and the Cardinal fan experience. As a matter of fact, I would, I would actually present to you that they are the polar opposites all existing in this one city. And certainly there's a large overlap of people who are monster fans of both. But when the Cardinals are in a playoff series or when the Cardinals are in a season, a lot of the disappointment stems from, I can't believe they didn't win. That's what a lot of the frustration of Cardinal fans has been here over the last few years. You would think the Cardinals were an under 500 team, but they've had winning seasons in 16, 17, 18. They just didn't get the playoffs because it's, not the way that it's supposed to be. It certainly isn't the way that it's been for most of the years since 2000. And when they get there, rarely have they just gotten knocked out in the first round. 01, 09, and 15 since 2000, if I'm not mistaken. I'm doing this from memory, so give me the benefit of the doubt on it. I mean, there are four pennants since 2000. There are two world championships. And there are moments in Cardinal history just since 2000 that you can live a lifetime for as a fan of another franchise and never experience. Even in years where they didn't win the World Series, certainly you always have David Freeze. But even with David Freeze, you go, oh, what about the next year? Well, you're down a billion runs to the Nationals in their ballpark in an elimination game, game five, and a best of five, and they come back and they win that in the ninth inning. Or 2013, they beat Clayton Kershaw twice and stunned the Dodgers. 2014, Matt Adams off Clayton Kershaw. 2015, they win 100 games. 2005, they don't win the World Series, but Albert Pujols, Brad Lidge. 2004, they don't win the World Series, but Jim Edmonds. Game six, Jim Edmonds catch. Game seven, Scott Rowland, home run. Game seven, off of Roger Clemens. 2002, they sweep the defending world champion Diamondbacks. 2001, they put on a run to get into the playoffs in the final weekend of the season. 2000, they beat Greg Maddox and Tom Glavin. I mean, there's just all, and again, I'm only going back to 2000, so we're not even including nine other world championship seasons or pennants in 87 and 85. 
near pennant, 96 with a random team. For the Blues fan, the life experience is incredibly different. And that's one of the things that I want to make sure that I drive home when we talk about this because it's a huge element of the discussion. The Blues fan lives and dies with the team every year and will tell himself or herself at the end of a playoff run, I can't do it again. I can't allow myself to buy in. But then inevitably, April rolls around and you do. Because, unlike, say, take your pick of whatever random series that you want to cite, Columbus-Tampa Bay, even though it's heartbreaking for Tampa Bay fans to have the regular season they had, well, swept. You take a look at the Islanders and the Hurricanes. Islanders, I'm sure, were thrilled to advance, but at the end, I was disappointed to get swept. It's not as painful as a Game 7 elimination. Blues fans rarely experience the the bullet to the brain that is a sweep. And yes, it hurts, but you know, it isn't John Casey and Steve Eiserman. I mean, these are these are moments that you can cite that inflict pain. And so you don't want to go through it again. And therefore, the only way to protect yourself from receiving that pain is to not invest financially, but especially emotionally. And so here we are in that purgatory period in between a horrific game five at home and what feels like the inevitable execution on a Sunday afternoon in front of uh, fans, many of whom at the American Airlines Center who really were unhappy with officiating throughout the series for some reason. Uh, And anytime a Stars player would fall thinking that it had to be a penalty that, that the blues would inevitably lose one of those Sunday afternoon elimination games. But it just felt different. It just felt different. And that was one of the things that I think bothered people the most that I thought this was different this year. And yet here we are once again, we've seen it before a loss on a game five on a Friday night a rather lackluster performance in the inevitable elimination on Sunday afternoon and then discussing the eulogy on Monday morning. Been there, done it quite a bit. And now, as I recall Jim Edmonds saying as he was standing in center field in game four of the 2004 World Series and thinking to himself, God, this sucks we're going to lose, but oh my God, I know how hard it was just to get to this point, and now we've got to work to get all the way back to this point next year. And will we? And so because hockey players are different, and by that I mean it's a different breed. As Kelly Chase said on this podcast, this game has a way of weeding out the assholes. And for whatever reason, this city has a connection with its alumni that has to be as good as any in the game and perhaps the best. And it's played such a huge role in the surge of great players coming out of St. Louis and the caliber of hockey in the region, this alumni. You have a huge number of people who wore the sweater 
who either still live here and are going to the games or make sure that they come back here and are going to the games. And you're going, God, are they ever going to see it? And the name I keep thinking of is Bobby Plager. And Jeremy Rutherford on theathletic.com wrote, I mean, it was, it was perfect and nobody could have written it better than Jeremy. Um, and it was perfect timing on Bobby Plager. And it wasn't done yesterday. It was done like a week, week and a half ago. Um, and following him around during that Saturday afternoon game two between the blues and the stars and telling his story, but also it conveyed just how emotionally invested he is. How emotionally invested is he? It's 76 years old. It's a great question. He can't watch the games. He goes to the games, but he can't watch the games. It's a great shot last night in the second period from the Blues alumni account. And it showed Bobby out in the hallway, outside the suite, just looking at his phone because he can't handle it. Why? Because he wants it so badly. And so me in my 40s, or you in your 30s or 20s, perhaps we can't relate as well yet to what he is certainly thinking. And it's a, it's a weird thing to think. I suppose it's morbid, but it's real. And that is, am I going to get a chance to see it? It's the reality. Am I going to get a chance to see it? In his article, Jeremy Rutherford has this exchange with Bobby Plager. And I think it sums it up better than anything I could possibly say. He's talking about how the guys got together from his team going back to, he's traded to St. Louis in 67, right before the start of the, the first blue season ever. And he says he's going by a picture of the 67, 68 expansion team. And the picture hangs above the blues gift shop at the enterprise center. And he says, you look up there and Al Arbor and Barkley Plager, they were partners on the ice and they're both passed away. Noel Picard, Jimmy Roberts played defense and they're both gone. Doug Harvey defense. He's gone. You know, the only one left, I'm the only one left. There was a bet one time when we were all were playing. We sat there one night. Why don't we just throw $100 in a pot, put it in a bank account, and whoever is alive gets the money. When Jimmy was laying in the hospital, he was in good spirits, but he knew he was going to die, and he brought it up. He said, remember the one time we were all drinking, and we said the last guy living gets the money? Well, we were going to do it, but we said it wasn't fair for you and Noel, the way you guys live. Jimmy said, now look. You're the only one left. And then he said, that just proves one thing. The good die young. Classic Plager story. And then his daughter, Melissa, says, it's all he wants. I mean, honestly, thinking about that moment when the buzzer goes off and the Blues actually win the cup, I just start crying. There's nothing more in life he wants right now. He's 76. He's been around over 50 years and he needs a cup. It has to happen. Barrett Jackman, that's the piece he's waiting for. He's a huge part of this organization, and he's helped create the identity of the team right from day one. He deserves a cup more than anybody. If there was a time in history when one person that's not playing was handed the cup, it would be Bobby. Can you imagine that? 
might be perfect. So that's what I think about. I think about him. I think about Kelly Chase. I think about all these alumni who have built the game up in St. Louis to where it is now. And then I think about the fans. I really do. I mean, I realize it's a good applause line, but it truly is what I think about. Because candidly, I'm very straightforward about it. Probably doesn't play well with some people, but I don't want to bullshit you either. I just don't live and die with regular season hockey. I do live and die with postseason hockey. Regular season hockey, and I feel like this year would be another case in point. I just feel like, unfortunately, it just doesn't matter, which is a shame because the postseason is the greatest postseason in the world. But you can have an incredible year like Tampa or Calgary or Nashville, and then you're gone. Washington, you're gone. And I just, that, that bothers me. But the postseason is as good as it gets. And as I'm watching game seven with my wife last night, and she said, I can't handle this. I cannot handle this. And I'm sitting there and I, and I turned to her and I go, oh my God, my palms are sweating. My palms are sweating. There's an intermission after the first overtime. And I'm like, I, 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 my, my heart's pounding. And I got, I got to go downstairs and I got to endure this. And as a Blues fan, you're not waiting for the Pat Maroon goal. You're waiting for the bullet to the brain. And I say bullet to the brain because unlike in baseball, where you have the buildup, a runner on second, two out, or football. Here come the Patriots now at the 15-yard line, or basketball. Steph Curry coming down the court. Stanley Cup playoffs, bullet to the brain. It's like Henry Hill says in Goodfellas. If they were going to whack me, I'd be dead already. You don't know when it's coming. And then all of a sudden you see the puck in your team's net, and you just experience that slow-motion death. It's brutal. And that is why I believe it's more intense than anything else because it can come out of nowhere and the game is full of near misses. I mean, the Blues had more than 50 shots on goal. Funny thing about the game is the Stars actually had 13 quality scoring chances. The Blues had 11. So the misnomer that the Blues dominated from a shots perspective and kept in the puck in the star zone. Absolutely. They did. But from a quality scoring chances standpoint, the stars had a lot of them and they missed or the blues and Bennington stopped them. So this was not a skating to the inevitable. If anything, I think blues fans thought, and I know I was one of them worried that, Oh my God, this is going to end in overtime or double overtime in a game. The blues dominated and it should have never happened because this game got to overtime as a puck went off the official skate. And yet, history has changed. So I think about the fans. And, and it ties in to Bobby Plager. When people are booing, yeah, they're booing what they're seeing on the ice, but I think it's much deeper than that. They're thinking about their father, their mother, their grandfather, their grandmother. These people who, like Bobby Plager, maybe in their 70s, maybe they're in their 80s, 
And for 50 plus years, all they have wanted every October is for that to be the start of the season that leads to the Blues winning the Stanley Cup. And they don't want their loved one to be like the loved ones of New England in 2004 who lived through 86 and Bill Buckner but didn't get to 2004. They don't want to be the Chicagoans who experienced, whether it be the Black Cat, Leon Durham in 84, Steve Bartman in 03, but didn't get to 2016. So this isn't analytical. This is emotional. And so I understand it because it's about family. And so for Blues fans who are waiting for this moment, sure, they want it for themselves. But the love of the game is not something that you just pick up usually. It's something that's handed down. And if you're a Cardinal fan, all you have to do is go on YouTube and you can see something from within the last decade. More than something, you can see a lot of things. But with a Blues fan, you can see a lot of things on YouTube, but most of them are going to be like watching a horror movie. And that has been the way that it's been. But this year, perhaps it's different. And so as Pat Maroon scores last night, somehow you have a native St. Louisan beating a native St. Louisan who did not play a bad game, but instead perhaps played one of the greatest games of his life against a team that he grew up cheering for. You have this perfect ending to this heavyweight fight that was the Blues and the Stars. You have this perfect ending to this run of losing a game five and then inevitably losing the series. And it sets the stage now to be part of the NHL's Final Four. Fittingly, perhaps, it'll be against Stan Kroenke and the Avalanche. If I had to bet, it'll be against the Sharks. But either way, the Sharks beat the Blues in the Western Conference Finals in 16. And the last time the Blues were there before that, 0-1 against the Avalanche. Either way, a chance to exact revenge. And the last time the Blues were in the Stanley Cup Finals, 1970, against who? The Boston Bruins one of the two remaining teams in the Eastern Conference. And Boston, of course, has done a little work to St. Louis sports teams over the last 20 years. The Patriots in Super Bowl 36, 2002. The Red Sox, 2004. The Red Sox, 2013. And now it all potentially can be made right. And that's what I think about. I mean, I'm thrilled that my hometown team won that game. I really am. But, you know, when the Cardinals won in 2011, I mean, I certainly can think about Bob Gibson and Lou Brock and Stan Musial and Ozzie Smith and Jack Buck and, and whomever. But, you know what? They had won five years earlier. And they had, you know, been to the World Series in 2004 and they had, you know, went away from, two wins away from it in 2005. I mean, it's just... 
It's a different ball game, and I love it. I mean, my God, the reason I do this stuff is the Cardinals when it gets down to it. But the Blues fans and the love the Blues fans have for the team and the love the Blues alumni have for the team in the city, this is a different animal. And perhaps with the exception of Cleveland and like the Browns and the Buffalo Bills, I don't know. I don't know really who is. I mean, some people would point to the Vikings. Maybe I. I would would the, the Blues are right there. But I don't know if if any of those franchises have had as many, both recent and historical, kicks to the midsection like the Blues and their fans have. But either way. That's it's it's not a contest. It's it's this moment, and this moment just feels differently. And maybe when it's all said and done, the Avalanche or Sharks will end it, or the Bruins or Hurricanes will end it, and you'll go, yeah, same deal. And and that's hey man, you know what? That's 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 certainly if you're from an odd standpoint, if somebody said, okay, you can you can either take the Blues or you can have the Avalanche, Sharks, Bruins, or Hurricanes to win the cup. Well, the money, the odds, the math is on on the latter, of course. But no matter what, no one can take away game seven of the second round of the 2019 playoffs, a St. Louisan beating another St. Louisan in double overtime. And from a bigger picture standpoint, similar, I think, to people in my age range who grew up in St. Louis in the 1980s and became huge baseball fans in part because of the excitement of the 82, 85, and 87 teams, all that went to the World Series. A whole generation of fans at 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 years old are falling in love with the game of hockey because they will never forget what happened last night when Pat Maroon sent the Blues to the Western Conference Finals and what that does for the game here, what that does for the Blues here. And you can't put a dollar value on that. However, the thing that I want to see, and from a St. Louis sports fan perspective, if we take the University of Missouri out of the discussion, as some do since it's in Columbia, the only thing that's left to see is, is the Blues win the Cup. And as thrilled as I would be as a Blues fan, I, I'm telling you, I would be more happy. I would think I'd probably be looking around the crowd if I were there in the games at Enterprise Center because there'll be people weeping. In part, because they'll be so happy, but also in part, because what you saw in 2004 in, in New England or what you saw in 2016 in Chicago with people going to cemeteries and, and putting a Red Sox or Cubs memorabilia on their parents, or brothers or sisters or whomever, tombstones, because they wanted to experience that with them. And that's what's, that's what's running deep in this community. And I don't know that I'm right about it, but that's what I think is going on. I think people are thinking that. Don't get me wrong. Plenty of people just want to see a win. But the reason why it's so passionate, the reason why you actually heard boos in a series that was tied 
at home is because this thing is deep and it is full of pain. It's just reality. And yes, it's only a game. But when you start talking about family, then it gets real. And it cuts both ways. If the Blues can do it this year, you will see a response from the fan base and the alumni that will be beyond anything I think we've seen in St. Louis. It was lovely to win a Super Bowl with the Rams. Came out absolutely nowhere. I mean, five years before that, nobody was even paying attention to the Rams here. And, of course, the Cardinals winning World Series. That's the thing that's always going to move the meter here with that fan base being as huge as it is, regional as it is, the national brand. But for this community, as I saw a former coworker of mine tweet out right after Game 7, no one outside of St. Louis can understand what a Stanley Cup would mean to this city. And that's the truth. And in a way, I kind of like it that way. It's fine. They don't, I mean, you know, if it's, if it's like the ninth story on Sports Center, fine. It doesn't matter. It doesn't change it. But I'll think of Bobby Plager. I'll think of Kelly Chase. And so many other guys who have lived here all their lives and just want to see the Blues lift the Stanley Cup. Eight wins away. Eight wins away. I don't know. I think this might be the year. I think I'm going to wrap it up there. I'm not going to go into questions today. I'm going to leave it there. That's, that's, that's where my focus is. I'm so thrilled. I'm just so thrilled for, because I just, the thing is about hockey players, because I, I, I never really covered the NBA. I mean, I guess I've covered NBA games, but not like how I had to be in and out of Rams locker room, Cardinal locker room, Blues locker room. They're, they're just, I don't know why it is, but they're just such good guys. And they live for this stuff. I mean, they're out celebrating like they played. They're such good guys. It's kind of unheard of in professional sports for like across the board. Such good guys. And you know that guys who might not have played in, well, in the case of Plager, you know, decades, or Cam Jansen. I mean, they're just out and they're celebrating. They're loving it just like anybody else would. That's why, I mean, people can relate to them. I'm just so happy for them, but it, it truly does get down to the fans. It truly does get down to the fans, which I know it sounds like I'm like running for office, and so I have to call my, call myself on it. But it's it's really what I it's really what I think of. You know, I mean, I I live and die with it in the playoffs, but I don't live and die with it throughout the regular season. And if that makes me guilty, then then it makes me guilty. But I would rather be straightforward with you. But I know a lot of you do. And um, and what the roller coaster has been like. And so when you're thinking it's going to happen and then you start thinking about your dad who's no longer there, but who, who introduced you to the game or your grandfather, your grandmother, and you picture going to games with them, whatever that is, that's when it starts hitting you. And that's why it's just different. It's just different. It's different here. And it doesn't, it's, it's, there's no need to try to explain it to anybody on the outside because, you know, first off, they probably don't care. And secondly, even if you tried, they wouldn't understand. But this is different, and it might be a different year. There it is, questions from the audience with no questions from the audience today here on the Tim McKernan Show. If you missed uh, anything uh, this week, uh, the guest, Polo Asensio, Cardinal Spanish language broadcaster. Boy, you want to talk about a story. I didn't know how that would play. I knew 
Pete and I enjoyed being in here for the interview with him, the HomeLoanExpert.com studios, but I didn't know if it would translate uh, the emotion of his pain with his father passing and the emotion of his gratitude for, for being able to call Major League Games. Uh, and based on the response, it certainly has. So that is outstanding um, because he's such a good guy and his story is so incredible and I'm glad that it resonates with people. So if you haven't listened to that, major recommendation on that one. As always, uh, you're welcome to email me anytime, tmckernan at insidestl.com. Thank you for listening. And perhaps in a month or so, we'll be talking about the first St. Louis Blues Stanley Cup. I'm Tim McKernan. This is the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today.